You're all very welcome back to the Saturday Sports Show here on 102.9 CRCFM. It's time to turn our attention toward domestic football now with our League of Ireland expert, Donald Ryan. Donald, very good afternoon and welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Quibian. How's things? Very good now, thank you. Well, it's been almost four months since the ball was last kicked in the division and with news of LOI TV, a brand new streaming service to cover all the games in the Premier Division First Division and Women's National League recently announced. Could you tell us, Donald, about the significance of this new venture upon the back of last year's streaming service? Yeah, um, well, first of all, I have to say it's great that Watch LOI and LOI TV is returning because there was a bit of doubt there. It was a bit up in the air whether it would be back this season or not because as good as Watch LOI was last year, um, it kind of it didn't hit the targets that um, I think that the FAI or maybe RT were hoping that it would hit because only the numbers came out. The CEO, Gary Owens, came out and said that um, the numbers were quite disappointing as only 11, there was only 11,000 paid subscriptions and 4.7 thousand people subscribed to a season-long pass, which is about 55 euro for the 55 games that were covered, which was excellent value in my, uh, in my book, but um, it wasn't enough. The numbers weren't high enough and... Out of that 11k, I presume, I presume uh, 6k, 6,000 people had uh, were subsidised through uh, season having a season ticket at their club. For so what that was about was if you had a season ticket, say like myself at Sligo Rovers, and um, the club covered the costs of your pass, so you were able to watch all the games basically for free. But um, so it's fantastic that it's back now with uh, with the addition of LOI TV, which is covering the first division and the women's national league as well. Which is it's great to see those games getting the coverage that they deserve as well. Yeah, especially in a time I suppose when they are going to be played behind closed doors, there wouldn't be much sense in actually playing these matches, organising them without having some ability for the crowd and the viewers to watch them. Niall Quinn did mention as well about the disappointment on last year's Watch LOI. He said there was kind of a lack of marketing, lack of investment brought into the streaming service itself at the time. And that may kind of reflect upon the figures. Do you think that will change this year? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think it would because so far what they've what they've announced this year is that um, this is only up until the mid-season break in May. But... It's costing that fifty-nine euro until the half season, so you'll cover that'll cover all the games, um, and they're looking at a projected profit of five thousand euro per club, uh, and they've put fifty-five thousand euro towards the marketing budget. So hopefully that'll go a long way to boosting the the profile of Watch LOI and LOI TV amongst uh, League of Ireland fans, and hopefully it'll reach out to a few more soccer fans around the country too to see, um, see what the League of Ireland is really like. Yeah, it's going to be a great platform to have and something that I'm sure the FAI will look to build upon in the coming years ahead. Just in terms of your own club, Donald Sligo Rovers, they've had quite a busy off-season last year, of course, qualifying for Europe. That is something the club are able to look forward to for next season. Do you expect them to build upon that? Um, hopefully now, yeah. We've um, Personally now, I have to say, this is as excited as I've been uh, coming up to the start of a season now for a long time with the uh, Sligo Rovers, and um, we've done we've done some excellent business now in the off season. We've retained some key players, um, and yeah, it's looking like we're shaping up to have a, a very good squad, nice tight knit team now for the the season coming up. So we're looking forward to getting straight back into it. 
Uh, we played a friendly there against that loan a couple of days ago, and we ran out three 0 winners in that. And some very bright, uh, some, some very good performances there as well. So uh, I think the fans this year have a lot to look forward to. A lot of those names that fans may uh, come to recognise in the years ahead. The goalkeeper Ed McGinty is a young striker coming through as well. The two midfielders from Bellina, David Cawley and Jesse Devers. How do you expect they'll enjoy the oncoming season? Um, well, I have to say now that this might, I might sound a bit biased here, but uh, Ed McGinty's performances and goals last year were phenomenal for a keeper of his age. Um, was only his second really full season in the sticks for Rovers, and he was you'd swear he was he was getting better every game, and you'd think that he'd been playing there for years. Um, he was up there with one of the best keepers in the league for me last year. Um, David Cawley, of course, uh, an influential character, uh, club captain at the moment. He joined, he's re-signed for this season and he's signed on for next season as well. So he just signed a two-year deal there at the end of the season. Um, Jesse Devers last year was uh, fantastic up and down that wing. Um, he scored some very important goals for us, uh, including goal, important goals in the FAI Cup. And, uh, of course, that ridiculous 40-yard lob on the last day of the season against Dundalk, which helped us seal our... Um, European spot now unfortunately uh, Jesse I don't think he's signed with us for the upcoming season so I'm not too sure what, where things stand with him at the minute but um, he'd be a big loss to us but like as I said we've recruited very well uh, we've a young winger coming in from St. Pat's Jordan Gibson who looks very sharp uh, we took on Walter Figuera as well from Derry who uh, he's a tricky enough forward and he had spells with Derry and Waterford and of course you mentioned there the young striker coming through Johnny Kenny he's only 17 years old um, signed two-year deal with us there a couple of weeks ago. He'd scored 17 goals in 17 games for our under-17 side last year, and six goals in two go- six goals in two games, excuse me, for the under-19s. Um, four of those came in the under-19 Shield final versus UCD. So you know we and he scored the other night in the friendly as well. So we can expect where you know there's a lot of excitement around him, and this lad's only doing his leavings out this year too. So the sky is the limit for him if he keeps the head screwed on. That's a, that's a remarkable record to have at such a young age as well. It's going to be a big season for him to try and break into the first team. Is it going to be helpful to Sligo Rovers too, having signed that deal with Everton? Of course, the Seamus Coleman link is there between the two clubs. How will that kind of relationship develop in the next few years? Um, hopefully now it'll, it'll blossom, really. Um, it was a, It's a strategic partnership and uh, it's mainly based towards opportunities at academy level, so you know, it'll give our young, our younger teams are under 15s, 17s, 19s, you know, that that can only help them really. Um, it'll be good, it'll be good, there'll be good opportunities out of it for, at, a, at co- coaching wise as well, you know, and the whole idea is that the clubs will kind of link up and exchange information, be it for training purposes, coaching purposes, whatever. And, um, you know, the club have had links with Everton for years, not even before Seamus Coleman. Dixie Dean had a spell with Sligo Rovers as well back in the 19... He joined us in 1939 and he was there for a year or two, I think. And, he, you know, his record in England was phenomenal at the time as well, even though it was so long ago. But um, he knocked in a few goals for Rovers too. And his grand his grandchildren are always over and back to Sligo and they come... They've been in the showgrounds plenty of times and hopefully we'll see them back again soon. But um, as well as that, when Rovers... Uh, Went into, when the, when we went into the lockdown last season, Rovers, uh, they started a GoFundMe or just a fundraiser really, and the fans chipped in, and we managed to raise eighty-five thousand just out of the fans' pockets, which is fantastic. But Everton fans 
had a big say in that as well and they donated heavily to it too so you know those links with everton have always been very strong and it's great that there's a, a it's fantastic to see the solidarity that's there between the two clubs fantastic relationship to have with such a strong club in the premier league what are sligo's goals do you think and ambitions for the upcoming season getting into europe is a huge bonus for them financially as you mentioned it's been a difficult year for all football clubs do you feel that they could be successful have they built the right squad to challenge on the continental level at a continental level it's always difficult and to tell really because we go in all the irish clubs go in at such an early stage you know and you'd be playing against teams you'd never really you never heard of really it takes an exception of a Dundalk or a Shamrock Rovers to start pulling bigger names out of the hat like for example um uh, Shamrock Rovers played AC Milan in Dublin there last season so um it's hard it's hard to tell but like like I said every, we're every, the fans are very happy with the squad that's been assembled so far and um, and we'd be looking to kick on again like we achieved Europe um last season on the back of what was quite a, a poor season really we managed to, only managed to turn around after the lockdown before the lockdown we went into that having played four games no points and only scored two goals and we really to to grab europe from the position that we were in was a, a fantastic achievement as well as a good run in the cup we got to the semi-finals too so we'd be looking to kick on from that and to be honest i think we'd be in with a shout for europe again this year and um, would be certainly being around one of the top four teams in the league, I'd like to think. Other teams have recruited quite well as well, but um, like I said, I think we'd be right up there this year again. Yeah, definitely encouraging signs coming from the showground so far. Would a title bid be out of the question? Um, never say never, but um, when you look at the likes of Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers, they, are, they really are head and shoulders above the rest at the moment really especially Shamrock Rovers and um, building on what they did last year and um, they only won the league it was only half a season and they won the, they won the won the league unbeaten but um they're currently in a position to offer players more security they have a lot of money coming into that club and um, they've been recruiting very well been snapping up most of the, the hotter prospects around the league really so it's hard to know and um, they they're in position to offer them longer contracts than maybe some of the other clubs like a lot of our players now would only be on one-year deals, whereas I'd imagine the majority of Shamrock Rovers players would be on two-year contracts at least. So, which wouldn't be wouldn't be very common in the League of Ireland. So I'd imagine that um, a league title might just be out of running for the minute, but it's a great it's a great thing to work towards for sure. Yeah, very encouraging at least to to have something set in their sights. Mm. Just on Shamrock Rovers, they've brought Richie Towle back to the League of Ireland. He was playing for Salford over in England. He formerly, of course, played under Stephen Kenny at Dundalk. How crucial will he be for Shamrock Rovers? It's a fantastic signing if they've got it over the line. Um, he's Richie Towle is quality. He's still only 29. You know, he's, he, he didn't get that move over to England for no reason. Uh, he absolutely lit, it up, lit up the league for Dundalk when he was playing. I remember seeing him play in the showgrounds and he just wowed me like there was... He was fantastic, but um, on adding him on top of the, what Shamrock Rovers have built there already, I think it's a fantastic addition. Like they have so much strength in depth in that midfield. They lost um, Aaron McInef to Hearts on deadline day in Scotland, uh, so I imagine Richie Howe will fill that void left by McInef very well indeed. Um, as far as I'm aware, he won't be back until July. Because he's wait, there's contract for his contract with Salford has to expire, and he'll he'll join Shamrock Rovers then. 
So we'll be well underway into our season then. So it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to that. But I think knowing the quality that Richie Tell has, I think it's a fantastic addition for Shamrock Rovers for sure. Dundalk too, of course, have been dominating the League of Ireland in the cup competitions in the past few years. They've gone a totally different route, recruiting from more continental leagues, players and internationals from Albania, Latvia and Faroe Islands have, have joined the ranks. Is that something now with Brexit change in the footballing landscape that we could maybe expect to see a bit more of? I'm sure Brexit probably did play a part in all of that. And um, Dundalk, they they wouldn't really be known for that. More like Sham, like I was saying with Shamrock Rovers, they would have probably been in a position to snap up the, the better talents around the league and maybe bring over a few from England too. Um, but since uh, since they changed their management and um, since they changed their management and uh, the owners kind of started to have a bit more of a say in it, um, they've just they've just been re- scouting more from Europe than in Ireland, which is an interesting approach. And like we'll see how it goes. Um, with that said, though, they have still um, recruited from Ireland. Like we had a junior who was playing with us last year. He joined them on a, a one-year deal, I think, and he scored for them today in a friendly. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on. But, um, yeah, for sure, it'll be in- like their uh, recruitment ta- their rec- recruitment tactics have been very interesting, to say the least. So it'll be interesting to see how they all gel and get on. Yeah, it certainly makes a, a kind of a significant change to deals that we've seen in the past. They, of course, have the former goalkeeper Gary Rogers signing up with George Mendez's super agent group uh, Gestafute so it does seem like Irish football has maybe been a bit more appreciated within the European scouting networks as well yeah that'll be uh, that's a, it was a great move for Gary Rogers to land that and it can only bode well for Irish football I think um, be it players coming to our league or players going abroad you look at the likes of Josh Cullen playing for Anderlecht and Jack Byrne who um has been fantastic for Shamrock Rovers. He's now at Apoel Nicosia, but he he's been around Europe too, um, and he managed to get a few Ireland caps out of his run in the Shamrock Rovers team. So, like I said, this can, it's it can only be beneficial, really. Just in terms of the clubs that we're typically seeing in the in the Premier Division, it's kind of strange when you when you see at the map of Ireland and the clubs that are represented there. There are no clubs in Munster. Only Waterford really flying the flag at the moment. There's, of course, Finn Harps, Derry City, Sligo, and the plethora of clubs in Dublin. Limerick City have finally had a club return to League of Ireland into the First Division. Treaty United have come about. How important do you think that will be for greater representation of football in this country? I think the more clubs that are around the country, the better, to be honest. You look at the likes of... Counties like Kilkenny, Tipperary, where the GAA would be more of a would have more of a grip on the sport there, but um, these are massive counties in in Ireland, and like it's sad to see the soccer not so well represented. Uh, with that said, about the map of the Premier Division, it was a I have to say it was a massive shock for me, anyways, to see Cork City capitulate the way they did last year, um, and go straight down. Uh, the, there's a lot of the a fair amount of clubs now in Munster in the first division, so it's kind of an uneven spread, really. Like, of course, Dublin has the dominance, um, ourselves, Derry, Finn Harps flying the flag for the for the west and the north and the northwest, but um, not to mention Galway United as well in the first division. But um, the more the more teams that can get developed or make it through the Leinster Senior Leagues or the Munster Senior Leagues, the better. To just to kind of spread. Uh, widen the pool a wee bit I suppose 
as the League of Ireland fan, Donal, would you yourself have any ideas or notice any ways that Irish fans, Irish footballing fans, could get involved with the league more than they already are? Um, more than they already are, it's hard to tell, really. It just depends on... It's down to their clubs, I suppose. I mean, the best way to do it is to go and support your local team. That's what I'd say to anyone. I know that, that obviously can't be done at the minute, given the way things are, which is why it's so important that we have a streaming service. It all kind of alludes back to that, really. Um, go to, but to go out and support your local team really is all anyone can is the biggest thing anyone can do. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. There's plenty of people that have been in and out to League, League of Ireland games and just not been happy with the standard of the match or they just didn't enjoy it. But um, look, it's it's not it's not the Premier League. It's not La Liga. You know, it's it's its own thing. And with like I said, with alluding to GAA and even rugby, which could be considered bigger sports in Ireland, um, soccer doesn't always get its support. Or local soccer doesn't always get its support, really. But um, the best thing, I, like I said, the best thing you can do is just go out and watch, watch your local team and see how they get on. There have been some huge changes in Irish football in recent times. We're currently looking at an era where we're look, following the careers of a lot of young Irish players plying their trade, not just in England, but of course throughout Europe, as you mentioned, Josh Cullen, Jack Byrne, John Joe Patrick Finn at Getafe as well in Spain. Do you feel that the FEI are currently doing enough to develop these young players here in this country and see them prosper in the League of Ireland before they make that big move? Whether it's down to the FAI now, I don't know. I think you'd nearly need to take it case by case, it depend like depending on the club. Like you look at the likes of you, you could use Richie Towell again as an example. He got his move to Brighton from Dundalk, and um, Daryl Horgan after that, who's currently playing for Wickham Wanderers in the Championship. And um, so it again, it comes down to the club themselves, really. You look like plenty of players have come from the League of Ireland and gone on to have fantastic careers. I can list off a few like Kevin Doyle, Shane Long, our our own Seamus Coleman, who came came up with us at Sligo and went over to Everton for sixty sixty thousand pounds and has gone on to Captain Ireland. Like, you know, so there's always there's always more that can be done in terms of development and you know, boosting profiles of the leagues or whatever. But again for that to, to go into the specifics of it, you nearly need to take it on a club-by-club basis, I feel. Where do you see that development coming from with younger players? Are there some clubs that are doing the right thing at the moment? You mentioned there's at Sligo Rovers, they're bringing through Ed McGinty and young Kenny up front. It seems to be an exciting time and they're clearly doing something right. Yeah, um, a lot of, like I suppose, investment into the underage leagues would be the key there. Um, we would... But uh, McGinty and John Johnny Kenny there mentioned, and um, they're not the only players that that we have. We currently have Niall Morahan, who had a, a stormer of a season. He was our young player of the year last year. Um, he came up through the ranks as well, along as John, along along with John Mahan, uh, a big dominating centre back who's only 21 years old and looks to have a bright future ahead of him as well. You know, like Rovers have been. Have long been associated with bringing players up through the ranks. You look at the likes of even club legend Rafael Cotero. He was a, another local lad that came up, started with us at 17, had a spell at Galway and another spell at Bohemians. But uh, and Finn Harps, of course, as well, retiring at the end of last season. But um, he'd be supposed he'd be more well known for for his low, for his uh, exploits with us. But like we've when when we won the league in 2012, a lot of our money went into investing into the showgrounds, into the ground. 
and you know new facilities were built the stadium was done up uh, investment was put into the the younger teams and we're starting to see the fruits of that now with uh, the likes of um johnny kenny a class act by all accounts ed mcginty john mahan niall Morhan, to name but a few coming through yeah it seems to be a really exciting time for sligo rovers having such young prospects coming through does it hark back to the earlier issue that you mentioned there, Donald, about being able to have these players on long-term contracts or at least for some sort of um, surety in their deals so that if the time does come for them to move across the water or to Europe, that Sligo Rovers will be suitably compensated? Yeah, I think so. It's it's massive that we're in a position to offer some of our key prospects uh, two-year deals like Ed McGinty, I believe, is on a, a two-year... I think he's on a two-year deal. And I think John Mahan is on a two-year deal as well. Uh, John Kenny on two years as well. David Colley, our club captain, was also on a two-year deal. So, you know, the likes of... It's great to see our younger and hot prospects, if you want, kind of tied down so that we will be... It's a great, it's great security for Slider Rovers to have that. Like, for example, Dundalk weren't in a position to offer a few of their players two-year contracts and they lost them to Shamrock Rovers this year so how that how that's going to play out now would be would be great to see I'm sure it'll make their matches a lot more uh, <coughs> uh, it'll make their games against each other uh, quite tasty to watch and um, given that um, given that Shamrock Rovers have managed to poach a few of them from the knock but that was that was what it came down to in the end that Dundalk just weren't in a position to offer long-term contracts uh, Shamrock Rovers were and Dundalk lost a few of their key assets to them, so it's it's very important for clubs to be able to offer their 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 pros their hottest talents really security because like as David Cawley said on a on a on the Bitter Red podcast, the local podcast that Sligo Rovers do, and he's he's you know he's not getting any younger. He'd be looking towards a you know. I'd say he only, he reckons he only has a few playing years left. Like you know to the fact that he uh, he has a family too. He'd be looking for security at this stage of his career, and the fact that the club were able to offer him a two-year deal was fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure testament to the service that he's given to the club too. It is disappointing to hear Jesse Devers doesn't seem to be involved in the setup uh, at the showgrounds for this year. Yeah, very uh, disappointing enough to be honest. Um, like I said, I enjoyed his performances. He seemed to give his all for the for the bit of red every time he put it on. Um, and he, like I said, he scored some cracking goals, some very important goals. And um, his work rate was was great. You know, uh, he was he did a fantastic job for us last season. Um, I'm not too, I haven't heard anything about him. I'm not sure where he's going to end up next season if he's still playing, even because that can happen sometimes in the League of Ireland too. Um, but yeah, like I said, he'll be we he will be missed, but we've recruited very well to replace him if he's not coming back. So, of course, if he signs a deal now between now and the start of the season, it'd be great to see him back, but it's not looking likely, I don't think. Just before I let you go, Donald, how do you think this season will develop, firstly for Sligo Rovers and for the league as a whole? Do you see it being more of a success and building up upon the streaming that was there last year? Hopefully a few more fans subscribing and getting involved. I'd like to see, I'd like to see things uh, building on that. Um, Watch LOI was far from the perfect product last season. Um, you know, you'd have glitches, a few glitches with some games, or depending on how the grounds were set up, like um, it wasn't, you know, the quality, of the, the quality of the coverage wouldn't have been fantastic. 
but with that considered um it was still a great product and if they can build upon the excuse me if they can build on what they had last season it'll be fantastic uh, the deal they have in place at the moment looks fantastic the 59 euro you're getting about 60 odd games covered out of that um plus they will be renewing what they have with the season ticket holders at the clubs last year where the clubs will the clubs will be getting in touch with season ticket holders uh about the de- the ironing out the details for their season long pass which is fantastic so it's like i said it's a key it's a key asset to have to boost the profile of the league even in ireland alone it's it's paramount really Definitely. It's going to be a very interesting one to keep an eye on, that's for sure. Donald Ryan, League of Ireland expert. We hope to hear from you throughout the season and uh, we'll keep in touch. Thanks a million for taking our call. No problem at all, Grieving. Thank you.